week's edition of the Sportsaholic Podcast. As always, I'm Max Zucker. On the other side of the line is Mr. Sean Conway. Sean, this is going to be another short show due to the coronavirus. However, we kind of got an exciting thing to talk about here in just a few minutes that we will probably start expanding the shows again. But before we get to that, what's going on with you this week, sir? So, you know, not much. I um, I mentioned to you guys last uh I think last show or two weeks ago that I started having migraines and right yes. before I, got, I started getting those migraines, I ended up getting my bike fixed that I, uh, I had this bike that I'm not sure if I told you how I acquired this bike. So I get home from work one day, late one night back when I worked for the news station and I see this fairly nice looking mountain bike just laying in the middle of my front yard. And that's kind of, kind of weird. I didn't want to touch it or anything just in case it was one of the neighbors who just left it in my yard for some reason. So I got my eye on it. A couple days go by and it stays in the exact same spot. So I'm like, you know what? Why not? I bring it inside and it's broken. Damn. The uh, the the rear brakes were busted off and everything, and there was no kickstand or anything. The um, the handlebars were all misaligned, so it kind of sat there sure. for a while. The tires were flat and everything, and so it just kind of sat there. Finally, I got around to getting it fixed up, fixed up and everything, and uh, you know, was going to take it for a ride, but then these migraines kicked in and. You know, last week I didn't really have any problems with them, and uh, so this week I decided to, uh, to you know, try it out, and I've done just under about 50 miles this week. Damn. On, uh, on the Good bike over the last couple of days. So Good for you. It's, it's been fun, you know, riding a bike. I haven't ridden one, you know, I feel, in like years, really, but it was, it's kind of cool. I I've en- I enjoyed that, and, uh, you know, just other things that are, are exciting. I, you know, we're just talking about this before the show started. We we finally set when my bachelor party's going to be yes. end of yes. August. We're going to go camping down here in Southern Illinois. It's going to be pretty fun. I feel like there's going to be a lot of booze and a lot of uh, poorly chosen foods to consume that weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it will be a great time, Sean. I'm looking forward to it, sir. As one of your groomsmen, it will definitely be uh, definitely be some fun. Plus, that's right when the school year kicks back, so it'll be kind of nice to get a early vacation, you know, right away from those rascals. Hell, even if if we start on time, we'll see about that. Anyways, honestly, I've been hearing a lot of like uh, online classes for the fall for for public schools and everything yeah that's what it's gonna look like i don't want to think about it too much because i just go man it's just it's just again this whole thing this whole coronavirus is crazy we've got actually more news on the coronavirus later into the show but sean let's get into what uh what the new what the new segment's gonna be kind of looking like so uh last year we did the best multi-sport athlete bracket yes. and that was a that was a fun yes. time when it was you me and danny and everything well now it's just you and I. We might have a guest here and there to uh, give a third vote, but you and I are going to try to convince each other on a concept that you and I have tossed back and forth. One of my favorite athletes of all time from the White Sox would be Mark Burley. Obviously, I, I named my dog after him and everything. And for me as a White Sox fan, I, honest, uh, in, a, in a very bi- biased opinion, I feel like he belongs in the, ML, in the MLB Hall of Fame. There's arguments against it. And that kind of dis- started a discussion with you and I about a potential segment. And we were going to call it Bids and Snubs. Yes. And Bids and Snubs would be – Mark Burley would be a bid because he has you know, still a chance to be elected into the Hall of Fame. I think this is actually his first year yes, of eligibility. It is. It's just – unfortunately, it's unlikely 
with a lot of his stat lines, but I want to be able to argue why he and other athletes similar to him and his resume would be deserving of a spot, you know, in their league's immortality. Right. And uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to start off with baseball. Next week, we're going we're gonna to start our first matchup. Probably will feature Mark Burley just because he was kind of the inspiration behind this whole thing. But we're going to break it down into each team either having a bid and a snub on each side of the bracket. Obviously, we need 32, so the leagues with 30 will have a couple other, you know, multiple people from each team. Like Paul Konerko, I think he'd be considered a snub. So maybe he'd be thrown in there for the White Sox snub. Mark Burley's the White Sox bid. And so on and so forth. We'll do that for each team in each league. And we're going to start off with baseball. This will take us probably through the end of the year, really. And it's going to be it's gonna be fun. We'll each take a bid and we'll each take a snub each week to argue against each other. And the goal is to see if we can convince the other of the person that we're describing being more yeah worthy. who's most worthy exactly sean of the hall of fame is it the guy that's you know you know vying to get in or is it a guy like maybe a pete rose or thurman munson who's you know their you know their ballot's been you know way past and obviously pete rose didn't even get to be eligible for the ballot but guys like that who might be you know you know, it really have been to me snub. Those are just two of the names. I know there's plenty of other names, but like you said, we'll start with baseball because I feel like people are missing baseball the most right now. And you know, we'll go through the other sports as it comes. But I really do. I think this is a great proposal, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this next bracket. Like you said, if we can't convince each other at that time, we'll have a you know, we'll have that third party representative. Uh, you know, decide the matter for us. But other than that, I think it's looking pretty sharp. Either that, maybe we'll leave it up to a coin flip. A lot of these guys have very similar uh, resumes and everything that, you know, would warrant either team party, I mean, party would uh, would really win. So honestly, we can even leave it up to a, foin, a coin flip if we needed to. Yeah, if we, if, hey, you know what, if we couldn't find that third party, I, I have no problem even leaving it too if the arguments are valid enough. Anyways, that's what we kind of have looking forward to expand the show a little bit, but to expand this current show a little bit more, what do we got for NFL, Sean? Well, starting off, we have some uh, crazy news out of South Florida on Wednesday evening. It was a uh, cornerback's affair, I guess you could say, as Giants rookie quarterback, cornerback, not quarterback, excuse me, DeAndre Baker and Seahawks newly signed cornerback Quentin Dunbar were involved in an armed robbery. Jesus. And it, the, the incident allegedly happened Wednesday night at a party. And uh, both, you know, Baker and Dunbar are from Miami. So obviously they would link up in their, you know, in their off time and everything. Sure. And during the party, they held the other party goers at gunpoint, stealing money and watches and threatening them with the firearm. Baker is facing four counts of armed robbery with a firearm and four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm, while Dunbar faces four counts of armed robbery with a firearm. Like I said, Baker was a rookie this past season. He was the 30th overall selection by the Giants in the 2019 draft. He recorded 55 tackles and zero interceptions and allowed seven touchdowns or was the closest player to the scoring player at the time of the touchdown, which was the fourth most in the league last year. Dunbar was having some issues with his contract with the Redskins this past season. 
He's scored, uh, recorded six of his nine in career interceptions in the last two seasons. So right now he's, you know, he's performing well. Probably won't be performing very much in the future, though, after this incident. We'll see where it goes. Right now they're, they're allegedly involved. We don't know if they, uh, you know, are going to be convicted of the crime or anything. But that is what's going on right now with the uh, the cornerback robbery down in South Florida. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, hopefully these guys don't get convicted because if they do, this is going to look really, really bad, obviously, for the league. Obviously, the NFL trying to promote safety, and it seems like year in and year out, we have different types of crimes, whether if it's, you know, sexual assaults, uh, you know, physical assaults, robberies. You know, they just keep leaking out of the NFL, and it's a damn shame, to be honest with you. Uh, but like you said, until we get further uh, information, can't do too much speculation here. But, John, I thought this was cool. Uh, Tua Attack of Viola right now has the number one and the number two top-selling jerseys on the NFL's official merchandise shop. His t- the mm-hmm. top seller is his home uh, jersey in Aqua. Next on the list is Tag of Viola's white away jersey. It's even ahead of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski's new Buccaneers jersey. Uh, Suits. Is it really home and away though? Because the Dolphins kind of use them interchangeably at home. I, I just call them the Aqua and the White jerseys. But yeah, I did think that was pretty interesting when I saw that as well. Yeah, I mean it's ahead of Brady and Gronk and even Joe Burrow. I would have thought Brady to Tampa Bay would have led this list. Even Joe Burrow, just for the fact that he's you know the na- national champion, the Heisman, and the number one overall pick. But no, it's two a tag of Viola, and again, it's his, his home Aqua jerseys one and his white away jerseys the number two seller right now on the market, according again to the NFL's official merchandise shop. So hats off to Tua. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me though with the Tom Brady, because I mean, Tom Brady signed him like a, what a month ago with the with the Bucks. Yeah, I guess you're right with timing, but I mean, how long ago was it then? So the hype died down, and two has been you know one of the most hyped players in college football for the last three years. Obviously, his jersey's going to be sold pretty hard. Joe Burrow did win the Heisman last year, but he has not been you know the headliner of of college football for the last three years. No, that's true. Only this last season. You're right. Other than that, it was Bama and Clemson this year. It's obviously LSU. Uh, Sean, let's take a quick break here on the podcast. On the flip side of this break, we will get into MLB's, more of MLB's trajectory right here on the Sportsaholic Podcast with Max Zucker and Sean Conway. There are a few things Max or I like more than tossing back a few beers and watching the game. But don't worry, if you happen to miss the game, we've got your back. Tune in to the Sportsaholic Podcast with myself, Max Zucker, alongside Sean Conway, with new episodes available weekly on SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with new shows and our occasional takes on things happening in the sports world throughout the week. Welcome back to the Sportsaholic Podcast, right here with Max Zucker and Sean Conway. Sean, before we get into uh, the possibility of baseball resuming, we have this sad news to say. Uh, Bob Watson, a former MLB All-Star and Championship General Manager, has passed away at age 74. Watson was nicknamed the Bull and was an All-Star in 1973 and 1975. He played primarily with the Astros. He hit 300 uh, over four different times and drove in at least 100 runs twice. 
Uh, he also, Sean, most importantly, was the first black general manager to win a World Series. He did so with the Yankees in 1996 so again here on the sportsaholic podcast our heart goes out to the watson family as well um sean let's get into some of this baseball talk let's get into some of this discussion about what potentially could happen right now the owners are at an agreement it's about really what the players union is going to be doing moving forward here the plan though as of now is for baseball to resume in july at some time with an 82-game regular season using a universal DH throughout the league, with a 14-team postseason uh, that would and the postseason would end in sometime in early to mid November. Currently, the biggest dispute is the salaries. We've talked about this last week. Currently, the salaries. Uh, the owners are offering uh, a 50-50 uh, revenue sh- split between, again, the owners and the players. The players' union sees it as a salary cap, and they will not agree on it. Tony Clark uh, said, really, that the focus should be on that should not be on the salaries, and he quote unquote said, you know, quote unquote said this. He said, finding a, a focus, uh, finding a way for us to. Uh, for us uh, to, I can't read my handwriting here, Jesus, finding a, a way for us to get safely back on the field, Jesus, is what he was saying, and that is the most important thing here, is the safety method here, Sean, and Trevor Bauer said that he thinks this whole notion of what the owners are coming through is, he said, quote-unquote, laughable. My reaction to the MLB return, uh, return to play proposal, it's laughable. What do you got to say? Well, Blake Snell kind of had a similar um, opinion, I would say, on that. You know, there's a lot of – he's taking a lot of risk is what he's saying, going into, you know, accept this without, you know, making the same money that he was guaranteed. You look at it this way. He's making – he was guaranteed to make or scheduled to make $7 million this season, right? Mm-hmm. And it was the second year of a $50 million contract that he had with the Rays. If he has to take half of that, that's what, $3.5 million? Still a lot yeah. of money, but he was expecting to make that. And that is before taxes get taken out. Take out another like 33% of that. He's making almost like a almost a quarter of what he would have been making. No, so, no, you're right. No, absolutely. To take all that risk... With you know risking your health, risking your you know your per, your potential to you know be an athlete in the future, even if he was able to successfully get through it, it could damage his lungs permanently, where he could not be you know performing at the same level that he did. No, On top it. of that, he has to be isolated from his family the entire season, and has to live quarantined away from everyone except for people that he works with. It's just not worth it. I, I it's, agree. It's, I, I I can understand why. I agree with what he's saying. Like you said, you know, he comes back. This is a former Cy Young Award winner, Sean. He's expecting to play and perform at a Cy Young, you know, you know, caliber caliber level here. And exactly, I'm right with him. Like, it's not worth the little chunk of change. Like, if your salary is going to be reduced, you know, by you know two thirds or seventy five percent, you know, all said and done with taxes and stuff. 
you know, exactly. We've said this, I've said this the last few weeks on the show. I really do think it's best for baseball to not resume the season. Get all this stuff nipped in the bud because what you don't want this is to roll on again to 2021. You want to be able to start 2021 right on time, spring training, all the way through the end of October to the World Series. And I just don't think permitting baseball this season is a safe you know, is a safe thing to do going forward. I think again, it could jeopardize. You know, again, the future future seasons. I I, I agree. I I don't want to see the twenty twenty season canceled, but I don't want to see the players making half of what they were guaranteed, or in some cases, a quarter of what they were guaranteed to make the season if it wasn't you know cut in half due to that. Yeah. However, exactly. they're still making millions of dollars. No, exactly. So I can see both sides of the argument, but I mean, it's it, it's it's just a it's a weird situation that we're in, and it's hard to hard to have a, a full opinion on it because you can see both sides. Right, you can. It's tricky, Sean. You can. You can see both sides to the argument. Like John Lester, I was listening to uh, radio here in Chicago, was saying he'd you know pretty much do anything to, you know to get there, whatever it is. If you know exactly, universe. He's a baseball traditionalist, but universal DH, whatever. If we have to play, you know, do separate things or have more testing. Like again, he's totally like he's totally up for it. You know, versus some of these other guys who aren't but like you said it's a tricky situation and i don't think you know there isn't a right or wrong opinion to this it's just you know we'll see where it is obviously we'll have uh more updates on this subject matter uh throughout the weeks sean uh any last things on baseball or do you got or do you got uh your stuff ready for fight corner uh i had a quote saying that bryce harper backed blake snell's comment saying that he's not lying he's right but that's pretty much all i had more Sounds support good. from big stars, and you know, you see big stars like that supporting it. Usually, will tend to show that's where it's going to be going. I think we might be uh, in for a long negotiation, potentially no baseball this year. We do have but, fighting though. UFC had their first event after canceling. Uh, what was that? April's events for due to the coronavirus. Well, Dana White had three events scheduled for this week. Down in Jacksonville, Florida. First being UFC 249. Justin Gaethje, the headliner, taking down Tony Ferguson by TKO in the fifth in the first in the fifth round. Excuse me. For the interim lightweight title. And now, you know, for Justin Gaethje, next up is uh, the fight with Khabib Nurmagomedov once he can leave. The travel restrictions that Russia has placed. Also uh, on 249's card, Henry Cejudo defeating Dominic Cruz by TKO in the second round for the flyweight title. He immediately retired after the the fight. He, his post game interview or his post fight interview with Joe Rogan in the octagon. He he announces retirement. He retires at 16 and two. Big fight, a heavyweight bout. Between Francis Ngannou and Jarzino Rosenstroik. So that's a hard name to pronounce. Probably butchered yeah, it. Jarzino. Yeah, Rosenstroik. <laughs> this one, 20-second <laughs> knockout in the first round. So Francis Ngannou, the number two contender at heavyweight, is now 15-3. and three. And he'll be looking for another big fight coming up here soon. 
On the uh, preliminary card, some couple big fights to uh, mention. Greg Hardy winning by unanimous, unanimous decision, excuse me, over Jorgon De Castro. Greg Hardy. Hardy is, you know, kind of just building his resume now. I know I, I don't root for him just because of, you know, the piece of shit that he is. But he has now improved to 6-2 and two and has kind of been a, uh, a high contender in the heavyweight prospect division. So keep an eye out for Hardy some more. Donald Cerrone suffered his fourth straight loss, his last coming from Conor McGregor in 40 seconds of round one back nice. in January. Cerrone this time lost by unanimous decision to Anthony Pettis. I'm not really sure how you bounce back from that. I don't see him retiring, but there, he's not going to be getting many big fights come here and out in the UFC. Not Wednesday, we had like UFC that. fight night. Smith versus Tashura. And Glover Tashura beating Anthony Smith by way of TKO in the fifth round. This was just a dog fight. I mean, Smith kind of controlled the whole fight in this one. He he looked like he, he was just dominating him, but Tashura was just, I mean, he kind of reminded me of Nate Diaz, just like getting beat up, but like still coming back. He's a dog. And he ended up coming back and, and uh, beaten by TKO in the fifth round. And then we have Saturday, the third event of the month for the UFC. Alistair Overeem taking on Walt Harrison, a heavyweight bout. That's the headlighting fight on UFC Fight Night on Saturday. Bunch of other fights on that. That's going to be on ESPN and ESPN Plus, as well as pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to that as well. Another uh, another good for, you know sports to uh, to look forward to. Max, what did we miss this week? Sean Conway, we actually missed on a few things this week. We were talking mainly about Trevor Bauer earlier, but actually his had more impressive story of the week is he was doing a phone interview or some type of interview with ESPN this week. However, ESPN made a huge mistake. They leaked out his cell phone number of all things. So don't. Bauer's number, yeah, don't. Yeah, Bauer's number was blown up throughout the week. He said, "quote unquote," I think I have had. 12,000 unread messages right now in my text. I have no idea how many calls and FaceTimes. There's been WhatsApp audio and Venmo. Anything my number has been linked to has just been blowing up. So Bauer has got a new phone on the flip side of this. But I did think that was pretty funny. And yeah, dome moment there for ESPN. Sticking in the realm of baseball, Sean. Uh, former manager Art Howe. Uh, most notably uh, memorized as Billy Bean's first Moneyball manager. In fact, took the Athletics back to back-to-back 100 win seasons in 2001 and 2002. He is currently in the intensive care unit in the hospital, battling coronavirus. So obviously, Sean, we wish Art how the best of luck and a quick recovery here. Uh, as he is again one of the all-time great uh, managers in baseball. Uh, two last pieces of news, Sean, before I let you tell the fans what we have next week. Uh, ESPN wide receiver, the number one wide receiver in the class this year, Mario Williams. He has announced his commitment to Oklahoma. He chose Oklahoma over your favorite in Alabama. And then Florida, yeah, Georgia, and champions, LSU. So that is where the number one wide receiver is heading is Oklahoma. Not surprised there is Lincoln Riley really knows how to use his receivers. And we briefly talked about Tua Tagovailoa, Sean, having 
the best number one and two uh, jersey sales currently right now. He also just signed his uh, first NFL contract this week. The deal is worth $30.275 million over the first four years, and it obviously carries that fifth-year team option. What do we got next week, Sean? Well, next week uh, we could, you know, recap. I'll recap, I should say, the uh, the Alistair Overeem, Walt Harris bout, and other matches on that uh, on that card. On top of that, we'll have more developments in this return to play for the MLB. The uh, first matchup of bids and snubs. We'll probably have Mark Burley, and we'll probably find someone else as well to throw in there. And then, uh, you know, the the last two episodes of the Last Dance is on. On Sunday, so maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll you know break down a little bit of NJ's career next week for a little bit of basketball talk. We've been neglecting basketball and hockey. Let's get a little bit of basketball talk next weekend. Talk a little bit about MJ. I like outside that. Outside of that, we have some more sports news. Outside of that, I'm gonna drink a, bu- a bunch of beers till then. <laughs> Very well, sir. I'll probably have a couple beers tomorrow night as it will be Saturday. And I'm going to be looking for something to do. Speaking of things to do, I actually am finishing Breaking Bad tonight as we speak. I'm going to finish the last of that series. So, Sean, thanks again for your ESPN, uh, whatever, uh, login so I can watch the MJ series. I will watch the MJ series throughout the week so we can just have kind of, yeah, a block dedicated to MJ. Talk about the series and, yeah, a little bit about our favorite players, you know, ever, uh, his sports legacy. I think that would be a great thing to do here on the Sportsaholic Podcast. To our weekly fans and listeners, again, we cannot appreciate you anymore. Thank you so much for listening week in and week out. Sean Conway, it's been another fun show, my friend. I'm looking forward to the start of Bids and Snubs. I'm looking forward to our Jordan discussion next week. And until then, I'm Max Zucker, and you've been listening to the Sportsaholic Podcast. Podcast.